ladies and gentlemen, we got a very special episode of the Long Shot Podcast for you tonight. We're going to be talking about trampolines, pelican boxers, buffet-style restaurants, and we got a very special guest. His name is Matt Kirshen. Now, please put your hands together for the host of tonight's episode of The Long Shot, Mr. Sean Conroy. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, and good night. Welcome to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. I am your host, Sean Conroy. With me today on the show, the human... Amber Kenny is here. Jamie Flam. <laughs> is that your catchphrase? Uh, no, like the. Uh. And Jamie Flam is here. Also human. Indeed. Although that can be debatable from time to time. Good one. <laughs> Good one. Really going for the low hanging fruit there. Uh, speaking of low hanging fruit, big sale at Ralph's this weekend. Uh, I got myself a bushel of blackberries. A bushel? Uh, which I got strictly for the alliteration. <laughs> and is any of this true? No. <laughs> no. Actually, if you uh, my cupboard and my refrigerator. Thank you, by the way, for lapsing into a normal voice. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like super weirdly bachelor style, like empty. Oh, me too. And I think the not having a car thing is catching up. Like, oh yeah, grocery shopping. I can get one bag on the bike and from Trader Joe's on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those Akmuk crackers Akmuk. make it max. Oh, I know what those are. It took a second. They're like a, a wheat cracker. I, what I do is I put hummus uh, on hummus and. Tahini. I knew eventually it'd get to some terrible direction uh, if I just let you go long enough. Well, let me. Right. What, what else? So let's uh, let's start today with uh, what's going on with you, Jamie. Uh. Well, I'll finish that because I think. It, <laughs> no, no, no! Please don't talk Is about anything... putting hummus on a cracker. That's I'm gonna fucking shoot myself in the. But what face. if I said there was a lemon pepper? No, J- Jamie, okay. please, enough. Well, I, I'm day seven into uh, Deepak and Oprah's third. 21 day meditation challenge. Is it the That's same so one for the third time numbers. or is it their third no, challenge? No, they, they are evolving, my friends. They change the challenge each time. How? How? <laughs> Well, these like they, they were like more like ten to fifteen minutes. The first couple challenges. Oh. This these are twenty minutes. Folks, we've got a great idea for our third meditation. So you're challenge. on day seven. We're gonna do of four more minutes of meditation. Twenty-one day challenge. Yep. Yep. And well, what's interesting about today? Well, we'll find out if it's interesting. <laughs> but it I did. Is, just my money is on no. <laughs> but go on. It was. Uh, I took the seventh day challenge while on the bus to this. You took vodka. the bus here. I did. You are a fully confirmed member of the proletariat. Yes. You're riding public transportation. Yes. Well, I, that was actually the first time. I think I talked about last week. I took a lift, the thing with the pink mustache. You did say that, yeah. yes. Because I don't know if that It was supposed counts. to be cheap, and it was very not cheap. It was cheap. not cheap. Mm-hmm. The bus was a buck fifty. I got here in 15 minutes, which actually cut my meditation session uh, short <laughs> <laughs> by five minutes. Which Take your time, driver. <laughs> Which Can you circle around? I'm doing the Deepak Chopra Oprah Winfrey meditation. Chat. Why are you hitting me, everyone on the bus? I didn't. I mean, the first person I sat down next to just sneezing and sniffling. And you've talked about yeah, bus some, riding. It yeah. could be pretty gross at times. Yeah. It's public transportation. Yeah. That's the public, public is disgusting. Is. <laughs> yeah, the public. It's not gross. It just is what it is. Um, it's so a practical you, service. I want to know what this looked like. Did you sit down and start? Meditating? Yeah, I you know. I went to my phone. 
You went to your phone? I went to the application on my phone. Wait, I don't understand. It's a guided meditation. It's a guided meditation. Oh. Yeah. Who's your guide? Is it Deepak Chopra and Oprah? Oprah always sets it off. They call themselves Chopra and Oprah, by the way. <laughs> she actually does the most uh, stereotypical Oprah, like, opening the Hello. last couple of yeah. Hey, girl. <laughs> that would be I'm more stereotypical. Sure Hello. <laughs> and then she'll give, like, a two-minute introduction. They use the word abundance way too much. Like well, abundance. How ironic. They're both really rich. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> so it works or something. Uh, lots of abundance. That wasn't an impression of either of them. It's like they're being kind of um, confrontational with that abundance. <laughs> they want everyone to have abundance. And there's enough abundance for everyone. You to get some abundance in your life. Abundance. <laughs> but then uh, Oprah will like uh, set, the, uh, set the scene. She'll go, and five, six, five, six, seven, eight. What kind of scene does she set? She kind of, uh, well, Deepak comes next with like a five-minute almost sermon or uh Okay, that didn't answer my question. <laughs> but then she'll basically hit the bullet points of what he's about to talk about. In what sense? So you say what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. Tell him what you're going to tell him. Then you tell him. Then and you then tell him what, what you, you told, told him. him. Yep. And then some of them will get it. I think that's it. That's what my high school English teacher always used to say. Tell him what you're going to tell him. Then tell him. Then tell him what you told him. Then tell him again. That's speech some writing 101. That's how you write an essay. So what do they talk about? What do they say? Oh, like, I'm trying to think. Today was about... I forgot already. God, Jamie. <laughs> this, they, they took a weird... I mean, Deepak today, and he did it once in the last 21-day meditation challenge, where usually it's like he'll just give a little speech and then, like, let you do, you know... Is there, like, th- music playing? Yeah, then there's, like, music and the sound of, like, squawk... Not squawking birds, but more of a... Ah! <laughs> 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 it's pterodactyls. <laughs> <laughs> Are this you is, relaxed? This is, a, this is a challenge. I'll say that. I'll say more of a chirp, more of a chirping That's bird. An obstacle course for meditation. <laughs> the twenty-one day obstacle course. There's people screaming. Oh! <laughs> and sneezing on you. Uh. Did you find it different doing it? Oh, but the one today was like, like he actually took you like on a journey. Like it was like you're like you see a, a peak of a mountain and you see the the snow melting into waterfalls and. It was like a metaphor and like, <laughs> <laughs> and then picking out the weeds, which I think are the problems in your life and the challenges you face. And did he explain had... that or did you figure that out yourself? He didn't explain the metaphor. Like, you're, you're picking out the weeds from the snow coming down the mountain. <laughs> and that is the problems you have in your life. He did not say that. That was my own smarts. I got you. <laughs> So is he talking the full like twenty minutes? No, no, no. And then it's mostly squawking. <laughs> it's mostly squawking, <laughs> and the sound of you know running water. At the end, he gets carried away, <laughs> and so <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And then the, yeah, like I said. Uh, so did you? How did you not miss your stop? Well, the Google Maps uh, directions here uh-huh. so it would take like twenty two minutes. No, actually, said thirty one minutes. So I was 22 like, 22 or 31? 31. It was at 31 minutes. So I was like, I'll have plenty of time. I have time to spare if I start it as soon as I get on the bus. Yeah, mm-hmm. what will you do with all that extra time? But, you know, in the background, I could still hear like the next stop, Highland and Hollywood. I was like, oh shit. They always say Hollywood really excited. Have you noticed that? Like they're like, Highland, Vineland, Hollywood. <laughs> I haven't noticed that. <laughs> Oprah. Notice it today. Is it Oprah's voice? <laughs> it's fun. So what else, Jamie? You meditated on the bus on the way here. I haven't seen you in a week. What else has happened over the course of that week? Well, you know, same same old, same old. 
No, I don't. You do, though. You know me well enough. Okay, you put hummus on a cracker. I get it. <laughs> I don't. With well, no, I didn't this week because <laughs> I was out of hummus. Able to sleep tonight, knowing. And I was out of crackers. <laughs> All right, stop. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought it up again. <laughs> I went hiking um, yesterday. Yeah, go on. What was that? What was that like? How was that? Where did you go? Who'd you go with? What'd you see? I lived in LA. What was the experience like? Did you experience anything was there unusual? Snow melting yeah. off the mountain. You pick some leaves. It was a wonderful, beautiful day yesterday. It was cloudy. I love a cloudy day. It's pretty without today raining. Too. And Griffith Park, classic park, <laughs> biggest park in LA. It was biggest civic park in the country. Is it? Yes. I didn't know that. Now you know. I do. I've been to Griffith Park in certain situations. Capacities. By the way, I don't know if that's true. I just said that in a very detailed <laughs> I know, way. I noticed that. I was yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what I was makes like, it. I think Central Park's probably what bigger. Makes it no, 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 no. Griffith Park is way bigger than Central Park. Really? Mm-hmm. It does. Well, I did realize while hiking yesterday, like, you're like looking off into Burbank, it goes, yeah, it spans. It spans, folks. It is the biggest civic park in the country. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> and... But I've never hiked there. I've gone to the observatory. What? That's I've insane. Driven through plenty of times. I've Sorry been on that the other I called side. you insane. It's all right. That is insane, though. But you it seem was like a so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was like it felt like an East Coast city. It felt like Central Park. There's this place called uh, shit. Uh, basically, a little restaurant, like a, you know, like a snack shack. Uh-huh. But it was an enchanting snack shack with orange lights, orange light bulbs, and trees. And uh, grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds the way you described it sounds like there's grilled cheese sandwiches hanging from the tree. You no, know what there was? I looked up and there was a fucking bir- like a dead bird, a crow, just dangling. And then with some more research, I saw that there was there were fake birds everywhere. This one just happened to have fallen over, but it looked like a dead tree. Why were they there? To scare off other birds or something? I think just to add enchantment. Maybe it was Halloween themed for a while. Uh, Boy, it rose me the wrong way when you use that word so much. Enchantment? <laughs> yeah, you use it too much. It's my word. Yeah, it's it's irritating. Um, I did you take a bus to go hiking there? No, a, f- a friend of mine went with Hello. me. Hello. It was a buddy, more of a buddy situation. <laughs> fuck buddy? <laughs> Not a fuck buddy. Not I nothing like sexual. Creating drama out of <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but we walked up to the observatory. And then beyond the observatory. Uh-huh. And so you've never been up to the top of Griffith Park? You've no. driven. I, I've been to the observatory plenty of times, but never but up past it. all the way up to the top of Yeah, the never. you got to do that. It's yeah. amazing. Have you been to the Hollywood sign? Yeah. I've never been to the Hollywood sign. But you could see it, and there's a trail. We could have done that, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what other things did you not do? Uh... <laughs> I did we not didn't make pancakes. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Uh, Jamie, now Jamie also said this morning that he likes a girl. Oh, oh no, no. Tell no. us about that. I'm not going <laughs> to talk about that. Why not? Because it's it's just like, you know, pointless. What? Yeah, it's just, you know, you know I, everyone likes girls. Some guys, guys like other guys and some girls like guys. And This is profound. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned that, but with no like story. Why don't you want to talk about it? Sean, you know what you're doing. You're what? just making it so that Jamie will never say anything to you ever. Off no, air. he will. He does. He he's fine with it. <laughs> no, there, there's a, there's a, a pretty and cool girl, and I like being around her. Oh <laughs> my god, <laughs> this is so <laughs> She's pretty and cool. Uh, uh, who is she? Uh, that's, <laughs> What's her that's, name? And social no, security no, 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 no. <laughs> Am I friends with her on Facebook? I don't Probably. think so, but maybe who knows. Uh, all right. Well, let's go next to <laughs> who 
could it be? Let's go next to me. Okay. Um, and I just wanted to say two quick things. One thing is I saw a log line for a movie today. The movie was called Killers. It was on TV. And the log line was, a housewife learns the hard way that her husband is a hitman. And that, is to me, is the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, how do you learn that the easy way? <laughs> um, the hard way is, is like when he has to take you out. It was Ashton Kutcher and Katherine Heigl. Whoa. And, uh, that seems like a fake movie. Magnum P.I. and Katherine O'Hara. Nice. Rob Riggle was in the movie. Casey Wilson was in the movie. But it was just uh, like, what the fuck? A housewife learns the hard way that her husband is a hitman. That is a great plot if the, the hit that he has to get is on his wife. I feel like that's been done so many oh, times. Oh, is it? Well, Isn't that was that Mr. What, and like, Mrs. Smith, yeah. right? They and had to kill each other. Uh, lies, sort of. Yeah, a little bit. Um, With babe. a twist. Also, uh, Casablanca was mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And babe 2, Pig in the City. Yeah. <laughs> um, now here's the other thing I wanted to talk about, and I just wanted to complain a little bit, because you know I've been working for a long time now on this show that I'm working on. Almost done. I have another week left. Nice. And um, Do you have senioritis? No, I can't have senioritis because we still have three scripts to finish in that week. Uh, and that's kind of a nightmare. And our, th- our final episode, episode 10, got pushed up from 15 minutes to a half an hour. Oh, so wow. it's like a longer. So that's kind of um, kind of bragging. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, here's the thing is that this is an animated show. And when we're in the room... Because I'm running through the script with everybody all the time, I do all the voices in the script myself. Whoa. And a regular Robin Williams. Well, it's just fun <laughs> to do that. And the other thing is, if they if there's a new character, because th- in real life, the two guys who created the show do a bunch of the voices on the show. And if there's a new character and they like the voice that I do for it, they're always like, oh, we should have you do that on the show. Nice. And Yeah, so hopefully I'll get some, you know. But the fav- my f- the favorite of me and of everybody else in the room character, which I've been doing for months now, and we all find it so, so funny. Uh, and it's really fun to do. And it's there, there's a sheriff character on the show, and this would be his, his mother. And the way I was doing it was, like, say, say to me, uh, Mama, what's for dinner or something like that. As, as little Johnny, <laughs> please don't do it as little Say Johnny. It. Okay, uh, Mama, Boy. what's for dinner? Well, Chef, I'll tell you exactly what's for dinner. You're gonna have some greens, <laughs> some asparagus, some peas, and some burgers. <laughs> and we found out yesterday or two days ago that there is that. Ex- I mean, that's a character I've been doing for thirty years since I was in high school. And we found out yesterday there is that exact character on Family Guy. Oh. Like, literally, the accent, the whistling, yeah. the feebleness I of it. I knew it sounded familiar. Every yeah. fucking aspect of it. And it just absolutely killed me. Ugh, I'm sorry, Sean. Because it's like, <laughs> you can't do it. Right. You can't just go, well, it's a different show. No, you know, yeah. it, because anybody who is into that stuff would be like, oh, they you guys stole, stole, no, no, they stole their ideas from Family Guy, you know? So that was a huge that was a huge blow wow. this week. But you've got mm-hmm. so many other characters. No, that was it. <laughs> that was the only one. 
Uh, well, if well, the, no, I do have one other character, which is uh, uh, ask me about. It's uh, little Johnny. Ask me about. <laughs> I thought you were gonna hey, say your buddy. <laughs> it's little Johnny. I'm so crazy. Oh boy. Oh wait, what do you want me to ask you about? No, 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 I just forget it. What's for dinner, no, Papa? No, I, the joke I was gonna make was I was gonna be the father of the sheriff and have the yeah. same voice, you right. know, and go. Well, sheriff, I'm your father, so I'll tell you what I want to have for dinner. Just listen to what your mama says. That whistling. Well, what if, I mean, it, this is the, a, a silver lining if, by chance, the person that does that voice ever gets killed <laughs> by a hitman. Uh, the hard way. The hard way. Finds out the hard way his wife is a hitman. <laughs> then you could slide in to I the family I actually the person who does that voice. Oh. Took classes with him at UCB many years ago. Oh, wow. So maybe he stole it from me. Um... Mm. Okay, Amber, what's yes. going on with you? Um, for about a week and a half, I was accidentally taking a diet pill, and it sucked so hard. Why? Explain. I will. I would l- gladly. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, I was out of multivitamins, so I went to GNC to get some more multivitamins, and I also wanted like a fish oil pill. Sure. And they sell because that's good for your joints. It's also, um, I mean, it's good for a lot of things, but I sometimes get eczema on my hands, and I notice when I'm taking that fish oil, disgusting. it goes away. Perfect. Also, it makes my skin look good. Sure. And my coat shiny. Mm-hmm. And it's good for your heart. Right. <laughs> you want me to go on? No. Nope. <laughs> um, so they sell these, like, packets of all the pills you'd need for a day mm-hmm. in different combinations, like active formula, Normal, senior, I don't know. Junior, sophomore. (laughs) So they had the one that had fish oil pill in it was called energy and metabolism. Mm. And I was like, all right, I could like do both of those things. (laughs) Um, And so I started taking the pills and. So you didn't know what each individual one was. It just came with that. I mean, I think I like looked at it, but I was like, okay, like it's sometimes when you look at vitamins and nutrients and minerals it's just like what am i looking at i don't even look at them i prefer not to <laughs> I ignore them. Plus. yeah no but it's just like what it's like oh that's a word i don't know okay sure. what do i do with that um zinc <laughs> for example seen his face <laughs> <laughs> baffled by zinc um so yeah i started taking these and a about like a few days in, I had, I started getting the worst headache I had ever gotten. And I couldn't quite figure it out. I thought I had like an ear infection at one point. It was that bad mm. and like debilitating. And all of my muscles in my whole body were tense. And I just was like, oh, I'm, I must like have anxiety and I need to meditate and I need to get a massage. And like you I was just. do the 21 day challenge. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I will <laughs> meditate the fuck out of those people. I I was like, um, it's a f- thinking about it now. It's kind of funny because I was like beating myself up about why I was tense. Mm-hmm. You know, like what's wrong? <laughs> um, Which one would expect would make you even more tense, right? Yeah. And uh, food stopped tasting good. I ha- kept having to remind myself to eat, mm-hmm. and I'd put like my favorite food in my mouth, and it tasted like garbage. Weird. The, the only thing that tasted good was candy. So mm. it wasn't like I was eating healthy. I was just only eating candy. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is your favorite food? Um, sushi. Okay, I don't believe you. 
Well, I feel I, like you flailed for that. You reached for no, something. I really do like sushi, and I've been eating a lot of sushi, sure. and it didn't taste good on that. But what I was picturing when I told that story, mm-hmm. I was upset that I said favorite food because it's not my favorite food. But there's this place that has really good chili, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm so excited for some really good chili, and I like literally tasted like garbage. So, folks, if you're listening, <laughs> chili is Amber's favorite food. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not true. <laughs> You've been at Chili's. Craving it that day, but what I did you say? Nothing. What did, what did you, you say? say? <laughs> All I heard was, what was it? I Come said, on, it's, I, it's I a said, zinger. It's a flam zinger. It was not a flam. I don't want to put the label flam zinger. <laughs> you tried on for it. a zinger, and you got a thunker. <laughs> I said, uh, um, "Have you been to Chili's?" It was you just. What? <laughs> Have you been to Chili's? I think is what I, I said. just kind of was. <laughs> but you swallowed it because you knew it wasn't good. It was a reference. It was like you were talking underwater. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was the same word. And Backed like, off as soon as you opened your mouth. Well, like chilies, I think. Spiritually it's, stepped away from the volume there. Yeah. And it was. Uh... <laughs> you imploded into yourself knowing how poorly that was going to go. Yeah. So I, but the thing was, I was like really trying to take care of myself to make this headache and tension go away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I definitely need to keep taking my vitamins. Oh, the irony of that. I know. Mm. What the what? Um, so finally, I don't know why, but I like um, a light bulb went off in my head and I was like, let me. Well, it was because of the diet pills. It's <laughs> one of the symptoms. <laughs> I read the specifics of each Amber, of you got pills. Amber, di- you got a light bulb in your head. Have you been taking <laughs> diet pills? You look great. <laughs> um, one of the pills was called like Burn 60. Oh. And I was like, fuck that forever. I don't yeah. want to be taking a diet pill. So I figured out which pill that was in the pack. I'm still taking the vitamins. I just pick that one out and throw it away. Don't throw it away. What do I do with it? Sell it on the street. <laughs> Those things have a huge. If you cut that with a little rat poison, you could be making a lot of money. That's a right good now. street name for a drug. Light, light bulb. Oh. <laughs> you did some light bulb, man. I thought you were going to say burn 60. It gives you <laughs> burn ideas. Burn 60, too. <laughs> yeah. They should have a drug named burn 60. <laughs> they do. Oh, right. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, but yeah, immediately my headache and tension went away. My. My appetite's back. But like, I thought I was having you like. Love, s- love, love chili again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, give me some but, chili. Like, I thought I had like a brain tumor or something. Like, I felt so Have off. Have you been? Chili. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm happy to not be uh, accidentally taking a diet pill anymore. It's I felt so exactly weird. like Jesse Spano in that what, one. What, what were they? Do you know what they were? It was all like I looked at it. I don't know off the top of my head, but they were all like natural ingredients. Uh huh. But they clearly were fucking my shit up. Sure, they were fucking your shit up. No doubt about that. <laughs> well, I mean. You don't want your shit fucked up. I stopped up. taking them and I got better. So. Yeah, your shit was unfucked up. <laughs> you don't want your shit fucked so up. So it was, like it was like barley bark root. Yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> that stuff is like crack cocaine. <laughs> but I would say if it didn't, uh, I shouldn't say this. Go ahead. Say it. I have a wonderful body image. Okay, don't say no, it. No, but if <laughs> like make my entire body hurt and like have a headache and stuff mm-hmm. it's pretty cool to not be hungry all the time sure yeah yeah <laughs> jamie what's going on with you yeah uh actually a few stories this week go ahead you like a girl i hear no 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 i um i just like that he said i like a girl just like that it's the I, sweetest I, thing in the world I, but i didn't say it like because i wanted to check in with it it's something that's just You're been just on my brain. You're your friends. Yeah. We're your friends. I know. 
Hugh. That's it. You're, you're done, doing... huh? Okay. Thanks for thanks for keeping the ball in the air. Uh, I thought right. we were wrapping it up anyway. Well, I guess we are. I guess we are now. Um, so we we'll will be... talk more about diet pills. Well, you know, you have a great body image, so <laughs> who cares <laughs> about those? Uh, and you have a light bulb in your head. Fish oil is good for that, by the way. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, Still taking it. We will be back in a moment with a very special guest. Mm. <laughs> wow. That is cool. Mm. That is real, real cool. Mm. Long shot podcast. This is a podcast. Longshot is a podcast on the internet, internet. Oh, hey, this is Jamie Flam from the Longshot Podcast. We're a podcast, and you can find us at thelongshotpodcast.com. We are also on iTunes. We are also on uh, Facebook. Just do a quick search, and you're going to find us real quick. Like us, love us. And you know, stay tuned for fun contests and uh, pictures, other stuff like that that you can only get on social media. Uh, speaking of social media, we are part of a network called the All Things Comedy Network, ATC, All Things Comedy. And they're lurking, uh, they're not lurking, <laughs> but they are looking for interns. Uh, if you live in the LA area and you're looking for some experience and podcast networks and comedy and lurking well you can send them an email admin a-d-m-i-n at allthingscomedy.com email that address and say hey i want to be an intern and well they'll send you more information i'm not the contact for that kind of stuff so and just the messenger as they say i think that's about all the information i am going to uh, be messaging to you today so enjoy the rest of the podcast and uh, look forward to seeing you real We are back. You are listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. Today we are joined by none other than the very funny comedian Matt Kirshen is here. Thank hey. you for being here, Matt. Hi. Thank you for having me, guys. Matt, you can hear on his podcast, which is called Probably Science. That it's is available true. at probablyscience.com and on iTunes. And can you just tell me what that is? That is myself, Andy Woods, and Jesse Case, and formerly Brooks Whelan, but not anymore because now he lives in New York doing SNL, <laughs> going through the weekend science news with guest comedians. Oh, nice. And then every so often we get guest scientists on who actually know what they're talking about. <laughs> so it's some, real, it's some real science shit. Yeah, I mean, we, it's real science, but it's more it's real science at the level that we'll go to like New Scientist website or Scientific American and pick five good stories and try and work out what's going on. Like, can you give me an example? Uh, it's been a while since we did the show because we pre-recorded some, but I think we're about to record tomorrow. One of the stories is going to be that the sun is about to turn upside down. It's really? About to reverse its polarity again. Like oh, the nice. sun has a magnetic field, and every eleven years or so, it flips upside down, uh-huh. and which it happens, and the auroras well, are going to be. Well, of course, upside down being a relative term, since yeah. we're all just exactly. objects floating in space. But it's going to be it's going to be the other way up from right. where it was before. Right. So um, that that'll be one of our stories. And we're that sounds that cool. Into... I want to listen to that. What you happened eleven years? You should ago? come onto it as well. I used to uh, I used to be a science teacher. Nice. Yeah. 
Oh, you definitely got to come on. Junior high school, not anything fancy. <laughs> by, by the way, side note, there's plenty of easy ways you could find out your husband's a hitman. Help, give me an example. <laughs> Hallmark card. <laughs> Great. Um, Do they make them specifically for that, or would it be a blank Hallmark card that you had to fill in I'm yourself? a hitman. They must. My deepest sympathies. Or what if what if the wife was like, ah, that guy at work, he's just so annoying. I wish I knew a hitman. I could take care of it. And then he's like, oh, that yeah. was easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was much easier than I was expecting. Yeah, I, was I guess th- you're right. I was I thinking right. a Facebook was... status would be kind of easy. <laughs> just... I was being judgmental of a terrible <laughs> movie premise. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of killing your husband, <laughs> we wanted to talk today about fear. Because that's a thing that everybody can relate to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why don't we start today with Amber? I knew it. Well, I'm a fearful person. Are you afraid of a lot of things? Everything. My own shadow. Um, Shadows are terrifying. <laughs> like, what if they're doing something different to what you're doing? <laughs> then you're Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, as a kid, I was scared of so many things. I was scared of anyone in a mask at all. Like... Going to Disneyland, kids are supposed to be excited to like hug Mickey Mouse, and mm-hmm. I would be like running and screaming. Did you go to cry. Disneyland a lot as a kid? Kinda. I grew up here. Yeah. So by mask that includes like full on head. Yeah, like. I don't. I didn't like anyone hiding their face. It felt like what? Are so you... you knew there was somebody under there. Yeah. You never bought into no, the fiction that this second. was a real. No, yeah. no, 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 no. And you thought that person under there had something to hide. Well, yeah, like like why every are you single hiding? one of like yeah. every single one in the in the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> They're well, all not, serial killers. Not even that they have something to hide, but like they could. I don't yeah. know. I still to this day, you know, they have the like Halloween Horror Nights at mm-hmm, different uh-huh. theme parks. I keep. It's been years since I've gone, but I keep being like, I could do it. I'm a grown up, and then I leave crying. My ex-girlfriend was terrified <laughs> of those haunted house, like ho- Halloween horror things, the ones with the like with the real actors in them. Yeah. Because she thought that if you were a murderer, that'd be the perfect place to do a murder because everyone would think it's just exactly part of the scene. Exactly it. Right. The chainsaw guys would freak me out more than anything because, like, right. what if one of those is actually a chainsaw? I also hate those things <laughs> because they're all fucking unemployed actors who take those those nights as liberty to, to basically molest people. Yeah. <laughs> we went to one last year. It was more disappointing just because the quality of acting was terrible. <laughs> like they were all awful. I think I guess we went Boo. on Halloween itself, and they, yeah, they've been doing. I it don't for, believe you. <laughs> I guess they've been doing it for a month and a half, and they'd almost finished the run, and they're like, okay, just another. No. But you sort of go, surely the one thing, the one, the one thing about going to a haunted house in LA above any other city is the quality the of performance should be. <laughs> yeah. No such be luck. Out there. Yeah. They like you deserve to not have a TV gig. <laughs> you deserve to be. Those are people who aren't even getting extra work. Oh, man. That's why they're working at that place. You're, oh. you're good at scaring the monsters. <laughs> like, this is why you don't have a career. <laughs> right? Have you done a thing where you like where there are extras and you can, you can feel the resentment? I had never felt resentment. I have felt a we- like I I can remember having like two lines on a sitcom right. and having people be like, how did you get that? You know, like it was this amazing thing. I had this thing, and again, if this is just like a two-line role, like n- <laughs> nothing, and it just, it, and I only had it because it's a friend of mine's TV show, mm-hmm. but I was playing a comedian in this scene. Uh, like, so it wasn't exactly a dramatic stretch for me. So, um, 
but while the you scenes... had done your research, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I've, I was method. <laughs> Twelve years leading up to that one role, um, but in the scene that, like, there's a bit where the focus is on me, and then it shifts to the dialogue that's happening in the comedy club, in the bar of the comedy club, while the gig's going on in the background. Right. So whenever anything that ha- like that's happening in a show, same as when there's a dance scene. There's no actual sound, right? Like you, you know, people in a nightclub in, in a film are dancing to no music, and then they dub it on later. I like when you could really tell because everyone has worst. a slightly different yeah. beat to their right. dancing. And this thing, I had to mime doing, doing a set. I had to mime oh, doing man. a set for a for a age, like for about forty five minutes. I did a full headline set <laughs> with no noise. That's so bizarre. Well, and you also, as it happens, are a mime. I am. I, that is my entire act <laughs> anyway. So it was easy, yeah. but. It was much. It was much harder than I was expecting. But the audience were all extras. Yeah. And one of them, you know, like in any regular comedy gig, there's that one guy who just doesn't crack a smile. And yeah. He's too cool for schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Like he was that. He's been paid to be an audience member, and he was still like just sat there <laughs> in his leather jacket, just sullen face. The whole. Well, he, he may have been. He yeah, may have been that, filling that role. Maybe that was, yeah. that maybe was to make it to seem realistic. Yeah. It really annoyed me. Like <laughs> I was, it annoyed me as much as it would if I were doing a regular. League. I was like, I'm going to get that guy. I'm gonna <laughs> with my notes, with my no, with my miming bits. Yeah. <laughs> we used to. I worked on a sitcom on UPN, and we used to. They always ended up at a club on yep. this show, and <laughs> we used to have to tell the extras, "Do not." It's. We're not dancing in this club. We're not dancing because it just looks so horrible when everybody's like going like this and then the music is different and yeah. each group is different. And, yeah, you know. which is why it always amazes me like in a movie when they actually make it look good. Yeah. Like the opening scene of Blade. Is it Blade? Where they start off in a <coughs> in Blade? a nightclub? Yeah, and then blood starts not dripping familiar. down. I don't remember. Anyway, um, but yeah, it just looks, when they actually make it look realistic and everyone's kind of right. dancing it. I don't know, I guess camera angles and... Like Six in the City 2? Yeah. Right, sorry, yeah, that was what I was actually thinking of. <laughs> what was it, Six in the City 2, where they're dancing at the beginning and the blood starts coming yeah. down? Yeah. yeah. But then there would be a plot point. <laughs> so More like Miranda's Amber. period. Um, so I was... I still am, but I'm working through it slightly, but terrified Do of the... Do you have t- a, a blutophobia? Maybe. What is it? Fear of washing? No. Okay. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> Just checking. Do I smell or something? No, but you never know. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm terrified of the telephone. As a kid, I wouldn't answer the phone. Mm-hmm. I think it was the same thing. I couldn't see their face, so I like didn't know what their deal was. Are you afraid of podcasts? <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> Um, no, I listen to podcasts all the time. I don't know. I'm a conundrum. Yep. But uh, my mom would be like, your grandma's on the phone and she just wants to say that she loves you. And I'd be like, no, don't make me do it. I just hated talking on the telephone. If someone's talking to you mm-hmm. and then in the middle of the sentence, they turn around. <laughs> are you suddenly <laughs> just like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think also maybe I don't have good hearing or something because mm-hmm. I always feel like I don't understand what's happening. Well, that's more of a comprehension thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean talking on the phone. Uh-huh. I don't know. But now I answer a phone for a living, and I hate it. It's weird that you ended it. up in, a, in an area that you're so afraid of. Yeah. It's like you've made it a personal mission to Yeah, it's like a fear. self-fulfilling prophecy or something. From this, you'll move into telemarketing. Oh, mm. I've done it. It was the worst. Yeah. Um, I also hate listening to voicemails. Me too. Nobody listens to voicemails anymore, do they? 
I ha- you see who called. Right. And you know that their voicemail isn't going to give you the information. I, I don't know. I don't listen to I, voicemail. One of the best things that the iPhone has, in my opinion, one of the best functions, the visual voicemail thing. What is that? Where um, instead of... You don't of, have to listen to all of the voicemails. You could yeah, listen to the voicemail from if the you, specific person. When you, when you click on the voicemail tab, each voicemail that's been left is like, a, is like an email, like a separate sound file that you can click on, and it just plays that file, and you can scan through it as well. Yeah, it so, is. It is awesome. So like every individual voicemail pops up like a little, like a little MP3 track. Uh huh. I think I have that on my phone. Yeah. So it means you don't. Firstly, you don't have to sit through the whole. You have three messages, right. and you don't have to sit through any of that, and you don't have to remember oh, what yeah, the commands are to go when back. You have to rewind when you used you to have, have to, to listen to all of them, and you miss yeah. one or you message, miss a second. Yeah. But this yeah. one, I can kind of go, like I can play the first second. And go, oh, telemarketer, delete or. Right. Or scroll through if someone's leaving a long message or back up if All I miss a bit. All those girls are calling me again. Yeah. <laughs> Ho-hum. <laughs> Ho-hum. Fine. Indeed. I'll buy your holiday. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have to at work. I have to listen to my voicemail and my boss's voicemail. Mm-hmm. No fun. No. No fun. And it, that isn't an iPhone. It's like yeah. old school, like dialing. Who calls anymore? I don't know. Like, I, I, I want to say that when people call. I'm like, why are you doing this? You might as well send a fax. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> now voicemail is digital. Um, do you think that's really hit the sitcom scenario writing industry? Because, like, you can't... You oh, can no longer right. have scenes where someone's trying to delete or swap out a tape. Right. Yes, well, one, one thing Seinfeld that I, did it numerous... Se- <coughs> yeah, and also, is, like, is like, people accidentally hearing the message. Or yeah. going no to steal that the that's, phone. That's a big thing. I mean, Breaking Bad was all about getting exposition out by having somebody listening to a voicemail, yep. and you could hear that voicemail on the, you know... And I was always struck by that, like, how that was, you know, sort of anachronistic, because nobody does that anymore. You don't have those machines... I mean, my parents have one, yeah. but... You know, you, well, technology's killed like horror film. Hot Fuzz had to do the thing where, it, like, as he was going out into the middle of the countryside in England, you saw they had the little device where you saw the boat, the phone bar signals diminish. Yeah, you have to, to explain why they don't have. Cell yeah, because so many scenarios in old school horror films could just be got out of by someone just, yeah, or think Googling, this is yeah. this a thing? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I watch old Seinfeld episodes all the time and. So many of the plots are dependent on them not being able to get a hold of each other. Like if they're cell phones. Yeah. Would Where are you? I'm on the other side of the parking lot. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. End of episode. End of <laughs> I think that the writing on that show was just so strong that even if it was around today, they would find a way to really just capture a lot of the same I'm themes. I'm sure they would. Without using that. No, I think it never would have worked. <laughs> I think Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld would be stumped if they had to deal with like the 21st century. I just like that Amber century. ignored the fact that Jamie was trying to do a hilarious character and answered him sincerely. <laughs> I, w- I was not <laughs> You're doing little claiming Johnny. it was... That, was, that was not Little Johnny. It was, every character Jamie does is a variation. Oh, so what character Johnny. was that? Uh, They're all basically Sid. the same. Sid? <laughs> That's just Sid. What's um, Sid's deal? He's um. Tell me about. Tell me about. Sid? Tell me about Cheesecake Factory. Amber. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I graduated college, I don't know if you guys had this. I feel like a lot of my friends did. Palma, yes, I did. Thank you. But like my fear of everything, just like was turned up to eleven. Frigophobia. Do you have frigophobia? Oh no! What is this? Fear of getting too cold. Yeah. Yeah. Great. 
We found one. Do you have like a dictionary that you're moving through? Right no, I have a fear of dictionaries. <laughs> so I learned all that the words. Calls. He doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know we're finding out. I didn't get that far. <laughs> um, so like when I graduated college, like I, I guess it's like now you're an adult and you're in the real world. And I'm already scared of everything. So I, and I moved to Los Angeles and I was scared of driving. I was scared of applying for jobs because I was scared of getting rejected. And I was scared of feeling worthless for being rejected for these entry level jobs. And I was scared of parking. I was just scared of fucking everything. And um, one day I was like, okay, Amber, buck up. You got to do this. And I. Buck up, Amber. <laughs> You're a young lady in the big city. It's time <laughs> to go out there, chin up. And show the world what you got. <laughs> and uh, I was driving around Sherman Oaks, and my goal was <laughs> my goal was to go to Cheesecake Factory to apply for a server that was position your goal. or a host position. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shooting for the stars over here, mm-hmm. and I couldn't do it because I was crying too hard. <laughs> you were crying in fear. Yes. I'm just dropping off an application. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> And tell me again what you were afraid. You were afraid of driving. I was afraid of driving. Afraid of parking. I was afraid of parking. Afraid of failing at this miserable job. I was afraid job. that they would reject me and how, like, that would mean, oh, I definitely can't do anything. Oh, because I wish you'd gone on, gone in there, just <laughs> tears streaming down your face, eyes puffy and red. I, I'd <laughs> like to be a hostess or a w- server. I could greet people. <laughs> I agree with I'm with family. Okay, we need you to start right now. Hi, I'm welcome scared. to Cheesecake Factory. Thanks for coming. Then some kid comes in wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> and a phone rings. <laughs> you just hit the kid and run out. So but you did. Was it, so what? what, what I never you, applied. Wow, how did you get a job after that? Like you must have eventually at some point applied for something. Yeah, you have I, a job I, now. that's the job that I applied for next. How did you do that? <laughs> and how long did it take? It was um, the bank that I banked at, and uh-huh. they were nice. And you took the lo- the road less traveled. Took the road less traveled. Like I, this is what I mean. My entire life, little Johnny and Sid take the road less traveled. <laughs> Sid and little Johnny and Charlie too. Charlie and Chucky and Bill and Bob. Wait, where's Sid? Hello, I'm Sid. <laughs> I'm Charlie. They're they Chucky. vary more. I'm Bob. You actually kind of sound like um, the country bear jamboree. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, well, that's that's what I was really doing. Uh, so so the next job you applied for was the job you still have. Yeah. Are you okay with the country bear jamboree because it's animatronic <laughs> rather than <laughs> real I, was okay. I knew there weren't people in it. <laughs> they had to rewrite that whole script for those oh, guys. Also, a funny story about fear and masks. Um, right when I graduated college, or maybe I was still in college, doesn't matter. I auditioned for Disneyland, and they I kept getting callbacks, and they put me in the Mickey suit. And I was oh. just like, this is, I am my own fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I now, have were you okay? In, or did, like, when you looked in a mirror, did you suddenly go like, <laughs> I don't know what's inside me. <laughs> Wait, what? I could be a murderer. <laughs> what about the movie Mask? Um... It's scary. Or what about the movie Fear? What about The Mask? No, Mask. When I saw that movie for the first time. Mm-hmm. Th- Cher and Eric it. Stoltz. Yes, watched it at a drive-in movie theater with my family. It seems like a weird drive-in It's the movie. worst <laughs> possible drive-in movie. Um, but for the first 10 minutes, you know, me and my sister, I think we're like eight years old. And just like, that's a mask. Right? I mean, it's called Mask. That must be a mask. We're not watching a whole movie with that. Deformed person. <laughs> okay, anyway. He dies you in the end. You seem like nice people. 
Well, we're like kids, like, and we're taking out a night, or fun night out at the drive-in, and watching this like <laughs> I don't know really depressing. So it's a kid with a very deformed face. Okay, sad. Yeah, but at the end, Cher, Cher plays a biker chick. Yeah, doesn't she always? She has a drinking problem, and this poor always? kid, just nicest kid, Rocky. Um, <laughs> You're just explaining the plot of Matt. I feel like I've just said this before, so but we the, I remember the car, we watched it, and at then, the end, uh, me and my sister we went home. <laughs> We got home and we were no, like, oh, we oh, saw wait, that. Oh, we have popcorn. Yeah, Let's uh, yeah. double back. <laughs> double. We, we got home we were like, what did, we, we just saw that. Okay. Good night. There actually is a plot point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, my sister just bawling, crying as we're driving out of the drive-in. Do you mean bawling, crying as in like cool crying? Like you were like bawling? No, 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 no. <laughs> like lots like of a diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> no. Big rims. <laughs> you were my parents' Volvo. Your parents were probably like, what a fun night out with the kids. What were your parents like? Uh, did they apologize at all? Or were they like, what, what's the matter with you guys? Like, what, what was their reaction to that? I think I kids, don't remember. I think parents find that adorable. Like, I, what, if... When you see, like as an adult, if you see a kid watch something sad and they're just like, oh, this is the saddest thing. That's like, oh, my kid has compassion and maybe won't be a murderer when they grow up. Yeah. <laughs> That's have, true. Have you seen there's a YouTube video? I was just talking about this yesterday of like a little boy who had just seen like the secret life of Timothy Green or something. And it's just him hysterically like, why did he have to die? <laughs> and his parents are videoing him and laughing. <laughs> I I like that video because I was that kid after every single movie. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Jamie, yeah, tell us about fear. Fear. Well, you reminded me, Amber, of a story. Oh, good. And it involves masks. When I was growing up, I think after the age of ten or eleven, we had always had a live-in housekeeper. Whoa, Tony. <laughs> it was pretty Tony. <laughs> um. You know, it was usually a Hispanic woman, and the first one was Elvia. We had three. There's Tita. Tita has been with my family for like 20 plus years. Part of the family. We love her. Hola, Señor Jamie. Um, she's the sweetest. She called and left. A, 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 no, she texted me on my birthday. A voicemail? Oof. No, it was a text. It was a text. <laughs> I love Tita. Uh, we had three total. The one in the middle was she was kind of Feliz like. Feliz cumpleaños, Señor Jamie. <laughs> she spoke, spoke more than that. Um, but the first one was Elvia. And Elvia, she was all right for the first few months, but then she became. A little bit crazy. She only was there for like two or three years. But there was a Saturday night. Me and my sister, she would... Like, I'm just trying to f- imagine how she became crazy. I know. Yeah. I I'll like, tell you exactly. Do you want another cheese sandwich, <laughs> Senor Jamie? <laughs> I was doing a stabbing motion. I realized that didn't translate on the podcast. <laughs> no, but if you went like this... Why are you pretending you weren't doing like little mouse actions? <laughs> I'm just doing the robot now. <laughs> um... But one night, and the part of the deal was when we we were still young enough where we needed, uh, you know, babysitters. Baby, babysitters. So on a Friday or Saturday night, they'd she'd watch us. And one night, your folks were out dancing. They were out dancing. Cute. Um, they did take dance lessons. That was Monday nights. Yeah. Oh man, what kind of dance? <laughs> it was like grinding. <laughs> really filthy. Grinding. It was working. Like, <laughs> it was lombada. Five, six. Seven, lombada. Eight. Was that the name of it? The, the lombada. Dance? Lombada. 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 You're thinking of Lombada. No, no, I think the Lombada. Lombada. Yeah, the Lombada is a, 
I'm about as Oh no, no, that's the lot. No, that no, you're thinking the Macarena now. The ma- no, that's the Macarena. <laughs> yeah, the Macarena is the the actions that no one. Everybody's doing the Macarena yeah. right now. By yeah, the way. But the Lombarda is the one that's. I didn't know there was a song. Okay, can we not do the Lombarda? It's the Forbidden Day. I don't want to get in trouble. But it's Saturday night. And me and my sister are watching TV. What if like the composer of the Lombarda now takes all of your profits from this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> like, we get we sued. Yeah. <laughs> Good they luck take our whole back catalog. Yeah. <laughs> and then he sh- kills himself because he listens to it and he's like, yeah, oh no, my God, this was a mistake. <laughs> what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> he learned the hard way. <laughs> Dog shoes. What the fuck? <laughs> So Sorry. So you no, are, no, no, so you are, you're alone with the Yeah, we're usually way more focused on this show, <laughs> as you can imagine. It was Saturday night, so I imagine we were watching like 227 or uh Jack K. Jack A. She was Jack A. Harvey. Was that her last name? I don't know. She had a last name for the first couple of seasons, but then like they there was a away. shift where she was like, I'm a one name wonder. Oh Sassy. she got a diva. She so anyway. Uh but emerging from her room. With her room. It Wait, doesn't matter. not Jack Hay's room. Not Jack Hay's room. Elvia. Okay. Ski mask. No. Elvia didn't have teeth. We didn't know this. But she would take her teeth out. <laughs> and so there'd be this toothless, you know, uh, monster <laughs> with a ski mask, <laughs> like, like ready to attack us. And of course, me and my sister scream. How old were you at this point? I think we must have been probably 10 or 11. Yeah, that would be terrifying then. Yeah. <laughs> and it's be terrifying right this second. Are you kidding me? We didn't. There's if no. That ju- if someone just walked down this hallway right now, <laughs> no teeth and no a ski mask, I would be okay. Would you guys be okay? <laughs> I, either one of those I'd be fine with. The combination. Yeah. Devastating. <laughs> I'm just like reliving this now for the first time. You're a little a bit long time. actually shaken. <laughs> Because the first, there was not like, do you want to play a game? It was just like this emerged. And of course we scream. And then she just would chase us across the, around the house. And we'd like lock ourselves in the bathroom and then like just be shaken. And then I five minutes later. Would this happen more than once? <laughs> <laughs> well, so the, yeah, we should chase us around the house. And then we'd like come out of the bathroom where we were hiding. And then she would hide. And then we'd like be like searching through the house. And then she would just. Oh my gosh. Appear, <laughs> yell, and then chase us somewhere else, and we just constantly. That actually, sounds fucking awesome. Well, here's the thing: like after the first time, like every Saturday night, we would. No, can we please play? Like, yeah, of course. Scary <laughs> chase game. Scary chase lady. <laughs> Especially when you know you're not dead at the end of the night. Right, she because was it was such a the thrill most of what she had by taking her teeth out. <laughs> there, there were more than a couple of occasions when I was a kid when we had sleepovers. And we would watch horror films that we clearly shouldn't be watching. Like, I remember right. watching Candyman when it came on TV for the first time. We shouldn't have watched that. Like, no way at the age we were then was that oh, a right. thing we right. should have watched. Yeah. Um, but there was one point I remember we were watching this horror film. It might have been Candyman. I think it was a different one. Some sort of ghost thing. And we, we were, we'd all scared the shit out of each other. We, we were like 10 or 11 or maybe even younger. Uh, and we were sleeping in the lounge in the living room just because that had more space. Uh, and the living room door has like this frosted glass door. Oof. Um, and we were clearly making a lot of noise, just like getting scared, just, like scaring each other and screaming. So my mom comes down to see what the noise is. But my mom's wearing like an all white nightgown and like an all white like dress, dress, like robe over the top of it. And just appears behind this frosted glass. Oh my <laughs> God. This image of this white human just appears. <laughs> <laughs> just... Terrifying. <laughs> it was... 
it's so funny too how we I don't know. People, we're all drawn to being afraid but are don't like it at the same time. Well, it brother. stimulates your it stimulates your like adrenaline, adrenaline yeah, and everything. Yeah. yeah, once once the once the thing that is scary stops being scary, you've gone like you've gone through an experience. Same with right. this, the same There's thing as roller coasters. That comes out right. What's yeah. the note like that you any get kind out of fairground right? Roller coasters or whatever. There's no thought in your head other than just I need to protect myself. Yeah. And that's why you do anything. I need to protect myself and I need to pick up the dry cleaning and we need a half a gallon of milk. <laughs> so what happened with Elvia, Jamie? Well, at a certain point, I remember like I don't know if she just got bored of it or sick of it or just started to hate us. <laughs> but like every Saturday we'd ask her and she'd be like, No, I you know, I have a headache. Do you think the penny eventually dropped that hang on a second, they're terrified of me and how I look <laughs> <laughs> just like my personal. Oh, maybe. <laughs> but she just became, she started Becoming drama. I don't know. I'd like to ask my parents what went down. She got fired. She got fired. And it wasn't because she chased you guys. No, no, no. Maybe because she stopped chasing us. Told you, like, oh, she went to live on a farm. <laughs> She's happier there. I don't know. Oh, she, she yeah. was, yeah, she was kind of drama. She had a boyfriend. I think his name was Abdulio. And when he would come to visit, he'd always say, Hi, Uli. Hi, Amy. That's my sister and me. Do I understand that? <laughs> <laughs> my to this day, me and my sister will be like, "Hi, Uli. Hi, Amy." Okay. Um, but I don't know. I hope she's doing great out there in the world. <laughs> Tita's the our family now. She's only there a couple nights a week. Okay, uh, <laughs> Matt, tell us about fear. I have no fears. I'm, Perfect. No, no. Uh, heights, I think, is still my biggest one. Like, I still yeah. get scared of. Like, I'm fine on a roller coaster. I'm fine, like, a, you know, elevators, anything that's. You know, secured or within a thing, but like the edge, like a if like the edge of a balcony on a high building, or the edge of a cliff, or jumping off a diving board or anything like that. That I can't, I still can't cope with that. Mm -hmm. Like I'm really bad on that. That really, yeah. I think being on the edge of something, I have that fear that someone's just going to nudge me or well me. Like anything that's not secured, mm -hmm. that makes me nervous. When was the last time you were in that situation? There's been a few, like there was, there was one point last year when we were doing some shows in Cyprus and there was this cliff diving point, like this cliff jumping point, And I stood at the edge of the cliff for ages and like, I wouldn't, like I couldn't bring myself to, like you sort of go one, two, three, no, nah, like, like I couldn't do that. It is just willing yourself through that. Yeah. And, and whenever in, in that, that situation, whenever I have eventually jumped, which I have several times, it's always like, oh, that was fine. And then, and then I'll go back up again, and it'll be the same again. But if I get over like two, then I can keep going. Mm -hmm. um, but did yeah. you eventually jump in Cyprus? No, not that one. I didn't. You and didn't. then, then like I was, I might have done if we'd been there for another twenty minutes or so. But then the wind started to pick up, and the waves started to get like to the point where like, ah, actually now if I jump, it's not the jump that's going to be the dangerous bit. It's the managing to swim back to the side and mm -hmm. get out of the water without drowning is. And was it a thing where you had to climb back down in shame of having not jumped? No, because it or? was a, it was just sort of walk back down because it was one of those ones where the cliff was actually straight off the road, right, right, and right. then it dropped down rather than uh -huh. having to climb up to a cliff. But that's but good. still, it was like that was that's kind of shameful. Just going backing off from there. <laughs> We're not judging you here. But do you do that thing where you pretend to like have other reasons? Like, oh, I just like don't want to get wet right now. No, so no, like no, no, that was there's no playing <laughs> that one off. It was just. Said, I'm very afraid. I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm afraid. Good. Excuse me. Afraid. Afraid and, cat. And I don't know what particularly prompt. Like I remember there was one point when I was when I was young that I fell off this climbing frame. That was like the first time I can remember 
going up on a thing and then being in pain. Which I don't know where that's had an effect. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it was in a, it was in Spain on a beach, and there was this um, it was like a post, like a wooden pole that was set into the ground but sticking up at an angle, so you can climb up the like you could sort of climb up this pole thing. And then you could jump off the top, and I was at the top bit, and just like lost my balance and landed flat on my oh. face. But at least and it was, was the ninety beach. feet high. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I'm now a ghost. I'm a ghost. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, luckily none of us are afraid of ghosts. So. <laughs> right. no, not, not one of my. I ain't fears. afraid. I'm go- <laughs> swallow it. S- don't commit. Please don't commit. I, I committed to making just it stupid. It. <laughs> just swallow it. Don't say anything. Mm. Um, all right. Well, this feels like a good place to take a break. What are you afraid of? Nothing. Yeah, right. Well, I don't want to get into what I'm afraid of because it gets way more intense and serious than what you guys are talking about, and I don't want to do that. You know? I, I almost died a couple times, right. and that was scary. Talk about know? those. Uh, well, I had congestive heart failure twice, which basically means drowning in your own blood. Oh, oh that's one of the worst kinds of heart failure. <laughs> Top, Top three. <laughs> uh, so that feeling of not being able to breathe, of yeah. not being able to get any air in your body. Yeah, I can see that being terrifying. It's pretty scary. It's pretty scary. And and having no air in your body. So you're not able to move. You're not able to uh, do anything. You know, I, mean, I think I've talked about that before, about what a struggle it was. It happened when I was performing one night and I... Took the cab, took a cab back to my apartment. Where my apartment was in New York, uh, I had to like. This is hard to explain, but I had to get dropped off a half a block from my apartment, or else go all the way around the block and come back the other way. So I got dropped off half a block from my apartment, and it was like a fifteen-minute struggle oh to God. walk to my apartment because I was Did dying. Call an ambulance, or, or you... no? Because I am not smart. Uh, right. <laughs> I went into my apartment. My girlfriend at the time was in my apartment, and she was terrified because I was clearly dying. I could, you know, I had no, I had my lips were purple and my face was gray oh, yeah. because there was no blood flowing in my body. Right. She was like, "I'm going to call an ambulance," and I said, "No, let me call the doctor because I had a doctor that I was working with." I said, "Let me call the doctor," and uh, called the doctor. Got his service. It was a Friday night. Got his service. And got off the phone, and she was like, let me call an ambulance. And I said, no, let's wait a while until the doctor calls back. And, of course, the doctor never called back. So an hour went by, and things were worse at that point. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was I was making noises, like yipping for air because I couldn't breathe. Uh, oh and I took a, a fan, and I put the fan next to me. I was lying on the bed sweating, and the fan was blowing on me because I was trying to force air. Right, but it doesn't work. Doesn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> that's, not how, that's not how your lungs and circulatory like system work. Fans in hospitals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've, we've, we put him on a, we've put him on a fan, and he's doing okay. We're going to step up from one of the handheld ones to a full yeah. desk fan, because he's really... we got to oscillate. <laughs> and then finally, finally, I was like, okay, I'll go to the hospital. And she was like, okay, I'll call an ambulance. I said, no, we'll, we'll go downstairs and hail a cab. So we you took a cab. Well, it gets even worse than that. We took a cab to the hospital, and the cab dropped us off on the other side of the hospital from the emergency room. So, like a full city block from the emergency room. So, I had to walk through the hospital, and she was like, "I'll just get you a wheelchair so you can, so I can just wheel you in there." And I was like, "I am not going into the emergency room in a wheelchair," which is like a weird 
yeah, thing like, to say. Yeah. I don't want those yeah. people to think I'm a loser. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a pussy. So, you know, it was like a 25-minute walk to get I to don't the want emergency those room. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I got to the emergency room, and this woman was like, let me take your blood pressure. So she strapped me to the she strapped me to the machine, you know, put the blood, the cuff on my arm. Oh, this machine's broken. It's not working. And so we went to another machine. Holy shit, this one's broken too. So she no, went to a it third was machine. You that was broken. She was like, "This one's broken. Why are all these machines broken?" And the doctor, there was a doctor there in the emergency room. He goes, "Those aren't broken. He has no blood pressure. There's no blood <laughs> flowing crazy. in his body." I'm losing um, consciousness right now. So. So then they, you know, then they figured out what to do. They figured out how to how to fix that. Um, Did they? Like, I hope at that point they weren't just like, oh no, he's uh, got no blood pressure. Okay, so <laughs> just, like, I hope. So at I that guess point we don't have to fill like, in that part of the form. Yeah. I hope at that point they were then like, let's get him into the room and do stuff. Yeah, doing yeah. Stuff. They right away they started to do stuff. Although it was weird because they still made a lot of mistakes. Like they, even though they knew I had no blood pressure and that I was suffering from congestive heart failure, they also thought that I had advanced uh or i can't remember what order this was in but they the, one of the guys was convinced that i had an advanced stage of lung cancer that my lungs oh. were filled with but it was because just of the, the x-ray but it was just fluid yeah right um so he's like how many packs of cigarettes a day do you smoke and how long have you been a smoker and i was like none and never and he was like really that's surprising because you know if you look of at your x-rays you can see that you have an advanced like, no, no, no. cancer in your lungs and i was like no i don't you know, like, interestingly enough, that didn't scare me because I knew that couldn't How be true. How are you so sure? Like, I'm so bad. If an authority figure I am, says I am a hypochondriac, like you know, but yeah. I knew that that wasn't, I, I just well, knew. Because if you got to that, because this is something that happened like in quick. an hour, and if you had, like, right. so you can't get to that level of lung screwed up without having spent the previous six months coughing and right, right. not able to breathe. And um, So it was... Uh, but it was scary, and then and then I had a uh, and then while I was in the hospital because I was then in the hospital for eight days after that, and I had uh, oh. another day where you know they do a thing called an electrocardioversion. The problem was I had an arrhythmia in my heart, and they do a thing called an electrocardioversion where they shock your heart and get See, it back into rhythm. Seems unpleasant. It's very unpleasant, and they knock you out to do it because basically what they told me was the force of the electric shock that they use on your heart is basically like being kicked in the chest by a horse. Like, that's how strong it is. That's what they used to do before um, they had electric. Yeah, or, or they'd just have a guy named Horse kick you in the chest. Uh, but this you know, guy's got the big, best here in the whole of the Midwest. <laughs> leaves a big uh, burn mark on your chest Jeez. and your back. Um, but anyway, they did that. Were you tempted to like hold a light bulb in your hand and see... <laughs> See if you can uncle fester it. See if you're on the diet pill. But they, <laughs> but they did that one day, and they, they, they cardioverted me, and everything was fine, and I was high as a motherfucker because they had put me out for doing mm -hmm. this, and I came back from that, and I was like, I am, I can't breathe again. I'm having congestive heart failure again, and the nurse was like, No, you're fine. You're just, you're just reacting to the medication. That's fine. You're, you're okay. And I was like, no, I really can't breathe. And she's like, no, just just lie there for a while. You'll be fine. And she left. Oh, my God. And it just happened. Like, it, this is a horror movie. <laughs> it just happened that my mother came into the room at that point. And my mother is the person. She's the reason why I wouldn't take an ambulance, right. wouldn't get in a wheelchair. Because that's weak. Right. And she you can't show weakness, you know. 
That said, I said to her while I was lying there, I was like, I can't breathe, mom. And she's like, did you tell the nurse? And I said, yeah, she thinks I'm making it up. She fucking booked out to the nurse's station. She was like, and my mom's scary. She was like, you get off your butt and you get in there and you check his symptoms and you see what's going on because there is something going on with him. And so then for four hours, they had a doctor in there working to try to keep me from dying for the second time. And it it worked out. Uh, But then the problem after that is that you go, is this what it's going to be like? Is this when it's going to end? Like, I I don't know. That's that's when it gets really scary. At least you now know, like, hopefully that won't happen again. But if you get those symptoms again, you're like, oh, ambulance right now. (laughs) And you turn like, here's what's happening. Uh Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's exactly right. And and at the time, it was very much like uh, you know so much uncertainty of of what's going to happen now. And and you know everything's been fine since then, do for you, the most part. But do you ever have nightmares about like suffocating? No. Um, I have well, you nightmares should. of I, <laughs> I have nightmares of breathing <laughs> too much. Fool. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> all those fans in your face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have a lot of fans. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's my that's my that was my Ugh. scary experience. So it's not like I'm afraid of a particular thing. Well, but th- I think that's it's not like very... I have sesquipedalophobia. Okay, what's that? Fear of long words. <laughs> you I... clearly don't have a fear of long <laughs> words. <laughs> I think that's that's a very legitimate. I don't know if that even counts as a phobia when it's like no, a no, pho- no. I'm not saying it was a phobia. I'm it saying was like, it was like a, it's a, a fear. scary yeah. experience. It's a fear rather than a phobia because yeah, yeah. a phobia is like an irrational fear. Right. Right. Whereas right. yeah, that's. A legitimately scary thing. Although I don't know if a phobia is necessarily an irrational thing, because if you have kumpunophobia, oh my goodness, you probably have a good reason for that. That, of course, is a fear of buttons. <laughs> so, Where, how are you doing this? <laughs> I just I took Greek when I was in high school, uh. and I wrote them all down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you still have that piece of paper to this day. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually true. I still have my Greek textbook from high school. Let's open it up. I'm Let's afraid. Party. I'm afraid of it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, I'm missing a button. You are. I noticed that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now what, it's what? in the room. <laughs> it's somewhere in the room. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this seems like a good place to take a break. So let's do that. We'll be back yes. in a moment with a segment on the show that we like to call Parting Shots. You see why I didn't want to talk about that? No, I don't. I mean, it was a good story. No, it's not a good story. Dung. Sorry to make you talk about that. No, no, that's not your fault. It's her fault. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. <laughs> we are back. You are listening to The Long Shot. It is a time for a segment on the show that we like to call Parting Shots. So let's start today with Amber. Okay. Um, well, talking about fear and just... Did you know I was going to go to you first? No, I didn't think about it. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't want to be so fearful. I don't want to be such a chicken. <clears throat> Reading the Harry Potters, I was like, oh, I'm so clearly not a Gryffindor. It's crazy. Because they're, they're the brave We've all ones. thought that at times. <laughs> what, what, what's the matter with the Gryffindors? No, they're like the brave ones. They're oh, the I ones see. who like okay. go into like headfirst into danger. What is Harry? He, Gryffindor. Oh, he's a Gryffindor. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I would be like... Uh, You'd be like a Salisbury You guys steak. got that? I'm so scared. Yeah. Um, but uh, so... Slytherin. You'd be a Slytherin. No. Yeah. I'm a Hufflepuff for oh. sure. 
the ones who aren't anything. They're just like, oh, those people are here. You <laughs> <laughs> knew that the second I saw you. <laughs> Half or puff. You'd be a hot and tough. Oh, she's here. <laughs> puff and stuff. Um, so I don't know. I want to. I'm consciously trying to live with less fear or go headfirst into things that scare me. And I want to say the phrase like, I'm scared that less often. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm doing my Deepak Chopra, Oprah Winfrey, 21 day. Get over your fears. Do one challenge. thing every day that scares you. <laughs> yeah. What if like you quickly run out of things that scare you and then by like week three, you're killing Right. What and if it's like I'm scared to it drive backfires. into traffic? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm threatened, yeah. scared to threaten police. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, baby. Amber, why? Why is Amber not here for the podcast recording? She got arrested again. Yeah. <laughs> she threw bricks at <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. Part of me. She walked into a fire. I feel like I've been such like a rule follower my whole life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. So you're not going to be a rule follower anymore? No, I will. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but which rules? But I'm going to play by my own rules yeah. and then follow scared. them to the letter. <laughs> but I, I find that interesting because you are not the oldest child in your family. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm the, my dad's oldest child. Yeah, I guess that's true. But also you are a fucking hippie, mm-hmm. so that's a weird... Well, it's a weird combo my family because um, they were hippies and like live life like do follow your bliss Let the sunshine but also like be terrified of the outside world was like definitely ingrained in me i grew up in a hippie commune Uh, yeah actually like a full-on commune yeah i'm guessing this has been discussed on (laughs) numerous previous episodes now i say it like wait what happened (laughs) (laughs) so i think i think i've got both going where i'm like joy and sunshine but like oh no everything is scary Yeah, yeah joy and sunshine but over exuberance and skin cancer. <laughs> I wear a lot of sunscreen. No joke. No joke. I'm not joking, Sean. Yeah. Stop I, smiling. I got you. <laughs> uh, all right, Matt, your parting shot. Well, I, I, I really like discussing fears with other people because it makes yeah. my feel like, better. Ah, uh, diving boards are scary. Suddenly uh, feel well. I can, I can cope with. Now, could you goofy. go off a low like diving I can deal board? With, I can deal with Goofy. I'll, I can do it. I can. <laughs> you feel superior to I me is what superior. you're saying. What I'm saying is it's always good to have someone you can look down on. Mm-hmm. And merely in the field of phobias, <laughs> <laughs> you're my person. Fantastic. <laughs> no, I can, do, I can do the low diving board. I'm the fine with that. The high one's hard. But yeah, it's the looking down on the height. Even, and again, it's completely... Now, how often do you experience a high diving board? Not that often, but like I don't know but if similar scenario. Like, and it's a completely irrational fear because I know... Even if I land like belly first, like the foot, like the full on, I'm still not, I'm still gonna, it'll sting and I might be winded and then I'll swim out of it. Um, So it's, it is an irrational fear. Or like the other, the most recent time was um, about three weeks ago in a hotel on a hot, with a balcony that had a balcony and just looking over the edge and just thinking for a second, well, this bit, if I fell over this side, there's another balcony that juts out a bit further, so I'd be fine. But if I look over this side, you then get, I got the shivers. Do you, and I, you know, fear? I'm not going to jump off it, and right, no one's going right. to push me off it. But it's still like, uh, just but do you have that feeling it. when, like, you're? I'm looking over like the side of a building. Like, I can make one decision right now, like one impulsive decision, and just jump. Oh yeah, and, and you know that you have that power. Well, you have that feeling. You have that feeling driving as well. Where yeah, I could yeah, just, you could just, I could just the side of the turn the wheel half an inch to the left. Totally. Ew. All the time. <laughs> have you guys, speaking of half an inch to the left, have you guys seen that new uh, Volvo commercial with John Claude Van Damme? No, I, I have. You have seen it? Yeah, where he does the splits yeah. between the Isn't two trucks. Isn't that amazing? 
It's but isn't he always been doing the splits? Isn't that his? But name? he no, does it between two, two trucks. Two moving trucks, so, like wait. they slowly move oh, apart, shit. and he does a split between them. It's Mike Reinhardt's thinking about it. It's pretty fantastic. <laughs> Mike Reinhardt's thinking about Jean Claude Van Damme <laughs> at all times. He's a lovely man. It's a pining. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'll go next. Okay. Yours is a bummer, you said. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, well, one of the things about doing a podcast is you can t- kind of do whatever you want, right? Uh-huh. Even if it's a bummer. Yeah, and one of the things about <laughs> being a grown-up is you start to sort of drift away from people, and you don't oh. see people, and you don't, you know, whatever. So, anyway, Mrs. White died this week. Now, who was Mrs. White? Mrs. White was the woman who uh, started coming to our house when I was eight years old. My mom had had enough of, at that time, the four of us, later the five of us, and decided to become a lawyer instead of staying home. Oh, wow. So she went back to law school, and Mrs. White started to come and stay with us. And she came every day. Um, She was there when we got home from school, and she stayed until my mother or father, whoever got home first, she would take off. My father, also in graduate school at the time, I think my father got three or four graduate degrees, which I think was just because he wanted to stay the fuck away from the house most <laughs> of the time. Holy God. Uh, yeah, I mean, having four boys and then five boys is kind of a nightmare. You need a degree for each boy. So Mrs. White basically raised us in a sense, and um, she was, in my mind back then even, she was a much older woman. Now that was right. she could have a been long 35. time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was 92 when she died. Um, but she... She was this big, heavy woman from the Deep South. I don't know if she was from Alabama or Georgia. And she would just come and she would sit in the dining room and read her romance novels. She never, like, yelled at us. She never took her teeth out and chased us around (laughs) the house. Uh, But she was, you know, if there was arguments, she would make sure it ended. And she, you know, she cooked dinner. Yeah, mostly shake and bake chicken. It wasn't anything fancy, but you know there was always food on the table, whatever. And I just, the thing I remember about her is that she was always very calm and centered in the center of this Chaos. madness yeah. of these five lunatics running around like lunatics. Um, and <laughs> like I said, she was a big woman. And I remember once I came, I came home from college, and she was, you know, she was still there. She was there for many years after that, uh, but she, um, you know, you get to college and you start eating terribly and drinking a lot and whatever. And I came into the house and Mrs. White was like, "Boy, you sure ain't lost no weight." <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck you," you know. <laughs> um, but she was a great person and. Uh, Molly was her first name. So rest in peace, Mrs. White. Now, also this week, George Riley died. George Riley was my father's first cousin. And he was a guy, he grew up in the same building with my father in the Bronx, Bailey Avenue of the Bronx, Irish Catholic ghetto. Um, And we've talked a little, I mean, I talked a little bit about that on this show, but that means you have a certain way of dealing with people when you grow up in that situation, and it has to do with not expressing emotion, not expressing affection, not, you know, just not showing your feelings, like not, you know, so uh, 
George, uh, you know, grew up in that situation, same as my dad. And, and, you know, the thing is, though, the thing I remember about George is that as I got older, and I don't know what, I'm sure he had some kind of, some kind of awakening, some kind of epiphany at some point. Uh, it, it, before, I mean, George was a, fi- a New York City firefighter. He retired in the late 90s. His son, Kevin, became a firefighter, and Kevin was killed in the World Trade Center on 9-11. Oh and George was down at the site every day after that, digging, digging for, for human remains. There's actually a great picture in the New York Times of George and a bunch of other fathers who had lost their sons on 9-11 in their full dress uniforms. Uh, it's an amazing, powerful photograph. But so it was even before that that I noticed this, that whenever I saw him, he made it clear to me how happy he was to see me. And he would always, he always had a glint in his eye and he always smiled and he would always give me a big hug. Which is not it's a big deal. Yeah. Um and I, I it was powerful. It was powerful coming from somebody like that, you know? Uh and I and I enjoyed that. Um and so, you know, my father and he were very close. So I know this is this is hard for my dad. Uh and I was never as close with him because he was thirty years older than I was. Um but Great guy, and and you know, rest in peace, George Riley. Now, the last thing I'll say is that Albert Mel died. Oh my goodness! Not this week, a little earlier, but I only found out this week. Now, Albert Mel was my friend Derek's father. Derek and I met in kindergarten, and were very close for many, many years, and we still keep in touch. And um, we, as kids, were we did a thing where Derek and myself and three other kids would go to each other's house every day for lunch for five years. And what I mean by that is that on Monday, we'd go to Derek's house. Tuesday, we'd go to our house. Wednesday, we'd go to Dave Reed's house. Thursday, Dave Mazza's. You know. Like over the summer? No, at school, during school. Because that way, each mother only had to... or. Mrs. White only had to prepare lunch one day a week and it left them the rest of their week free because their kids were coming home for lunch. We all lived within walking distance of of the school. And Al Bermel was a playwright and a professor, theater professor. So he was the one who would serve us lunch all the time. He always served us Chef Boyardee meals, you know, pasta from a can, which sounds horrible now, but at the time everybody loved it. You know, it was like awesome. Better than the tuna fish we get at, you know, whoever's house. Uh, but the reason I, well, again, as I got older and started to do this kind of thing, Al Bermel was somebody who every time I saw him was so encouraging and so positive and so curious and just always wanted to know what I was up to, what I had done lately, and would say, you know, you have such a gift for writing, and I've known that since you were a little, little child, and I think you're doing the right thing. And in retrospect, uh, that was so valuable to have that coming from somebody, not a peer, but a grown-up that I had always looked up to, you know? There were not a lot of people 
like that that were that encouraging. Right. It's generally the case when you're doing something as ridiculous as our yeah. job that people yes. are like, well, okay, so you make a living off that? Or? Right. <laughs> Which that was not the case. It wasn't like I was saying I'm making a living. It was but, just like, you yeah, know. But, but, but to have someone who with real authority, you know, a professor and a playwright go, mm -hmm. this is your path and this yeah. is the correct thing for you to be doing. That's huge. It was so valuable. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, I did not find out until this week and I still haven't spoken to my friend and told him how much his father meant to me. I, I saw him... I did, you know, my cousin George I hadn't seen in a couple of years. Mrs. White I hadn't seen in several years. Uh, Mr. Bermel I had seen as recently as last Christmas. And, you know, these are people who were getting up there. And it was apparent that they were getting up there. Um, but it's still still hard to hear all those things. And, you know, this is where it gets like, what, what you know, end of eulogy. But, you know, looking at each of their lives there's something I take away from it, you know, to be centered, to be kind and to be encouraging, uh, are all things that I'm glad those people were to me and that they have reminded me of those things. I'm not saying I'm going to do any of that going forward, but you know, we'll see. Jamie parting shots. I, had a vivid dream about getting attacked by uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, weasel creatures. <laughs> Maybe I did this in the wrong order. I was thinking that the whole time. But... <laughs> well, I didn't want to leave on a bummer note, you know? Weasel creatures? Uh... <laughs> Go on about the weasel creatures. <laughs> no, please. Was one of them Pauly Shore? <laughs> um... <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, it was a very vivid dream um, earlier this week, but uh, I was in a, ho a so house. So it wasn't just vivid, it was very vivid. Very vivid. I was in a house and like it was a, a windy storm and I was trying to shut all the windows and seal them because I didn't want the storm to get in the house. But then I had to go back in like the backyard to, I don't know, seal off more area. And then I was on some sort of ledge and there was these crazy weasel creatures <laughs> trying to attack me. And I was trying to fend them off, and they were getting stronger and more vicious, and their these teeth, but they weren't quite we weasels. <laughs> I'm sorry for the loss of these people in your life. <laughs> no, go on about the weasels attacking you in your dream. <laughs> uh, they're, they're not important. And the lesson we take from that is don't be weasels. Yes. Um... <laughs> We can talk about that dream another time. Um, what do you think Wait. those weasels represented? Your problems. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that starts with we is probably problems. <laughs> Weeds, weasels. I don't know. Trying to uh, uh, trying to protect something, protect myself, or the fear of of leaving um, the 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 safety of where I'm at in my life right now Oof. with my job to go on to the the wild frontier. I don't know. But, you know, we, I dream every night. Wait, did you just say you're going on to the wild frontier? <laughs> I think a wild frontier awaits me. Like the west or? I like the west. Like or like the east. The, the bit of Disney. <laughs> where Thunder Mountain is based. And <laughs> oh, um, Frontierland. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I love that. Jamboree. Oh, no, that's Critter Not Country. I apologize. There's a lot of countries down there. <laughs> I do love that part of Disneyland so much 
and not even just like the rides, but like oh, there's like the treehouse, the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse. That's house. Adventureland. Is that Adventureland? Mm-hmm. Oh, I well, know, I know my Disneyland. Frontierland, though, when you Davy terrified in a place as much as she has. <laughs> yeah. Well, I worked there for two and a half years. <laughs> you talk about the place where I love the place where they show you all the future technology. That's no, Frontierland, that's right? Oh, that's Tomorrowland. Okay. <laughs> with all like the princesses and the Dumbo ride. Is it the one with all Fantasy the different Land. countries? The different. That's Epcot Center. That's in Florida. Oh, okay. Uh, wrong about that. <laughs> Frontierland uh, is just like the Big Thunder Mountain and like the Old West stuff. Okay. What about the Tiki Room? Where's that? Adventureland. On um, Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday, November 27th, the day before Thanksgiving, I'm producing a show at the Hollywood Improv. Um, it's called uh, the first annual Tiki Tugboat of Turkey. But Tiki Tugboat. <laughs> That's disgusting. The Tiki Tugboat is the uh, main. <laughs> the Tiki Tugboat of Turkey. Everyone, who, sound comes, like a, everyone who comes gets a Tiki Tugboat. <laughs> a Tiki Tugboat of Turkey. So, like, okay, close your eyes. <laughs> And don't judge. <laughs> but it's more about the tiki tugboat. Now pull your pants down <laughs> than the turkey. But it's it's, it's we're gonna take people on a tugboat ride. When you enter the improv, you will be getting. This already laid. sounds disastrous. Go on. It could be a disaster. What's a tugboat ride. It's like a boat. Um, Doesn't a tugboat mean it's like a it? It's pulling like a, something. Yeah. So well, part of the thing is as we develop the show, the tugboat could be pulling anything. So oh. that can open the world. But we want to take people on a, a it's a basically a variety show happening on a tugboat. And we want it to make you feel like you're Disneyland in Adventureland. Nice. Um, that, <laughs> but there's turkey? Well, it's Thanksgiving themed. So somehow we haven't figured it out quite yet. But uh, <laughs> Sounds like there's a lot of figuring out left to be done. I know. Well, I, we're meeting today. To they have an alliterative out. name, <laughs> and that's all you need. <laughs> it really is. Tiki is Polynesian, correct? Yes. Yeah. So there's going to be. Hula dancing. There will. I, I booked a hula dancer, and she's probably gonna bring more, and that's pretty much it. That sounds for the definitive. <laughs> At least one hula dancer. She's uh, probably gonna bring more. Are you gonna be like the tugboat captain? I th- either the captain or the uh, first mate. like first mate. Are you worried that the hula dancer is gonna spend the rest of the year just sending in her avails? <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is a one-time thing. Is this? Just are like, you gonna I be think doing? I did your... a good gig, <laughs> and you saw me, and the audience really reacted. So maybe I should do some hula dancing some other days. Are you gonna? Are you gonna do this as your mentally challenged character, or your other mentally challenged character, <laughs> <laughs> or the other me- or the other mentally challenged character you do? Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Is it one of the lesser? <laughs> it sounds fun. But I'm, mentally challenged, nonetheless. With lesser challenges? Yes. Or, okay. No, he has challenges. Um, exterior challenges. He still has the brain challenges. It sounds fun. I won't be in town. I'm sorry. All right. Um, Jorge? Sean? Matt? I, I have a gig that night, but I'll come and. Oh, yeah. I'm a I, meltdown. I don't like tugboats. Would you That's do a, a set on yours. the show? Would you do? I would certainly do a set on the <laughs> show. You'll be in set? That changes everything. <laughs> I'm scared, Sean. Like, I was gonna say, please don't judge the show. I don't know who's gonna be in town on that night, but if you will come with a sense of spirit and um, enchantment, open to the experience. At least do your jokes. Yes. At but least wait, but here's do the thing. your jokes. <laughs> but, we, but part of it is is playing to the the silliness of it. What does that mean? Meaning, when we book, like I would never call out a show ever really? on the show because I come from a, you know, improv and sketch background where I've seen that happen so many times where stand-ups come in and go, 
the fuck is this bullshit? And you're just like, fuck you. Thank you. Because I've done these stories forever. Like, like there's a theme and, you know, at least I get sometimes comics don't know what the fuck is going on. But it's such an easy laugh. It's such an easy, like... You know, we've worked hard. Sometimes work really hard to create this world. Occasionally, well, I, I do. I do <laughs> set lists that show quite a lot, and I help to organize the UK you and I version did that of show it. together once. Yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, at Meltdown that, was it? Or no, it was that terrible room over at the Yuhu Comedy Club. Uh, sorry, the Yuhu room at Flapper. Yes, that's exactly it. Um, that tiny little corner room. Yeah, um, but uh, one of the things they ask people to do, and they don't always stick to it, but one of the things that really helps it work well is for people to buy into the conceit that they're doing their regular material and these words that flash up on the th- on the screen are just reminding them of their existing bits. One of the things that kills it is when people turn like, around and go, what? Who, who wrote that stuff? Oh, I'm right. expected to work with this? Mm-hmm. You know, yes, you are expected to work. That's, that's the point that's, of the that's show. That's the exact <laughs> yeah. gimmick right. of the show. That's the, right. the whole conceit. Um, well, Matt, we'll let you kind of take it away with this. Do you have uh, some sort of advice? a nugget of truth or knowledge that helps you get through your everyday that you can impart to us here at this table and to our listeners. Wow. I expect to be hit up for some pearl of wisdom. I have... I Yeah, my advice is distrust anyone who is confidently giving you advice. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether or not to believe you. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed pretty confident. <laughs> Amber's giving me the wrap up signal because oh, she no, has no, to get no. out of here. I was thinking of the logic, but uh, I do have to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, Matt, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, yeah, guys. It's been probably fun. Science, fun. available at probablyscience.com and on iTunes. Yes, please give that a listen. And uh, please check out All Things Comedy, which is the network mm-hmm. that we're on. Follow them on Twitter at All Things Comedy. Follow us on Twitter at the Long Shot Podcast. Oh, and I'm at Matt Kirshen. At Matt Kirshen. Yep. Um, I am at Amber underscore Kenny. <laughs> Please follow me. And we will see you next time on The Long Shot. Goodbye. See ya. For past and future episodes of The Long Shot Podcast, join us online at thelongshotpodcast and we're a dot com.